Cool. So let's pray and then we start. Uh, Jesus, we are blessed to come together uh, under your name. We've said in your word that we are two or three are gathered in your name. You shall be there with them. So we know you're here, Lord. And we ask, Jesus, that as we get into the word, um, we would be able to, as you've said in your word, to, to be wise, to be people who can hear and practice, Lord, what we get from your word. We thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, okay, cool. So, um, Karibu sana Gretel, uh, great to have you here, and, uh, and, uh, and Bani. Uh, I, I want to let Gretel and Bani Karibuni sana, I just want to let you guys know that there's a podcast that will be created out of this recording that will be posted in the internet for eternity. So people will know you, you came for this meeting late, for eternity. Uh, but Karibuni sana. <laughs> um, we love you all the same. Uh, so... Uh, we have been doing a series known as going back to uh, the Sunday school series. It's called the Sunday school series. Um, and and it's been it's been really, really uh, amazing to just uh, go through that. And the heart of the series has been to get back to a place of knowing Jesus, you know, because um, Mahali to to complicate vitu sana. Unajua kuna scripture in Ecclesiastes na ipenda sana inasemanga I created you simple but you have complicated yourselves. You know so we can get to a place where we know so many things about God and um you know we, some people believe this about Jesus some other people believe this about Jesus and so many other things um you know that 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 uh, you know would be going on and so we just wanted to come back to the basics of of knowing God and we real and I remember the first time when we were sharing we were saying that um Part of the reason why we find such we have a difficult time trusting God and trusting in what He what He tells us is because we don't know Him. You know, we we know a lot of things about God, but we don't know Him. And we said the primary method, the the primary way of getting to know God, is by experiencing Him. And by experiencing Him, we we mean um, going through things with God. Uh, for example, you are trusting God for a spouse um, and and deciding that I will wait on the Lord until. Um, in his own ways and in his own timing, you know, he would lead me, uh, uh, not necessarily to the person, but he would give me, he would equip me in that season to find this person. Um, and, and such things, like, for example, if you're trusting God for work, again, you just decide to, to, be, to be stubborn and to wait on him, even though you know uh, you have a very polished CV that you could send out to, to, to many places. graduate like I'm going to wait for the Lord. The only connection that I, I want and I'm choosing to utilize is the connection I have with the Father. And so just choosing to wait on him. And when you go through such experiences with God, you come out with, with your heart knowing him. I was giving you guys examples of those words that I used in the Bible. Words like, um, you know, Jehovah Jireh. I used to Jireh because until... Um, you know, but 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 uh, you know, all those words, um, Jehovah Rafa, and all those things, they were all those words, those names of God, they were names that were given to him by people who had gone through stuff with God. So, for example, your Jire provider, you know, it was given after Abraham was told to, um, was it that time when he was told to sacrifice his son? I'm, I'm confusing it, but it was, I think it was that time, yeah, when God provided the lamb. For for um you know for after after Konezo means Isaac alikuwa nangalia babake 
after sacrifice and the Lord provided for them, you know. So um, it is, it is there were names that God was given by men. Um, you know, I don't think there's even one of them that came through what you call, you know, inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It was something that a person has gone through with God. And then they look at, you know, uh, something like, I don't know, let's say like Jira is, is such a common word that is used in that culture to mean provider. And so these people decide, you know, God is my provider. He's my Jira. Adonai, the one who owns us, you know, and, and such things. So all those names were given by people who had gone through experiences with God. And so when you go through these experiences with God, that is how you get to know God. Um, and, and, and it is so important for us to understand that. So when you go through such things with God, um, your heart, man, I wish I had time like to just expound that, but expound on that, but your heart is exposed to a different reality. <clears throat> you know, a reality where I could have utilized my uncle's connections. I chose not to, and I got to see how God provides for me. One of the greatest things that has ever happened to my life <clears throat> was this time when I was really, really, really broke. Like, I was broke, rock bottom. And I was so broke, I didn't have money and I didn't have food. And, um, you know, someone just knocked at my door. I opened it and they hand me <clears throat> a bag full of shopping. And they say, God has told me to give, to give this to you. And then I, you know, I... So the person forgot to and I looked at it and I saw it was shopping that was worth 10 G's, you know. And and I lived for the next like four months very well. If you if you're a bachelor, or if you're a single person, for, for one person, you know. So I lived with it for a very long time. And I've seen God coming through for me in so many ways when it comes to finances, you know. Um there, there are times when um man, I just don't want to. I can share with you guys, so especially where finances are concerned, I have seen God coming through and through for, for me. Um, a while back, I think like two months or three months ago, there was a brother who, you know, who gave 107,000 Kenyan shillings to this ministry. Oh, brother, alikuja tu service moja, ajay rudi tena. We've tried getting to him um, to, to come to bring him back, you know, but, you know, just for God to show us that he can provide, you know, and he was willing to provide. And so as a result, I remember sharing with my mom and telling her, it is illegal for me personally as Joseph Njenga to doubt God, especially when it comes to the area of provision. It is just illegal. It would be sinful for me to doubt him when it comes to provision because of how I have the journey I have took on with God and I have seen him coming through for me. And in my heart, by the way, um, I, was, I was sharing with Charles and I was telling him there are so many things that would stop me from executing something that God has told me to do. But I was telling Charles where my heart is right now, finances is not one of those things because I have seen, I have literally come through for me in so many ways and so, so many times uh, for me financially. So when we get to go through experiences with God, then we get to know God. And um, so the first uh, installation of this series that we did was, um, you know, we answered the question of who is Jesus? You know, who is this person? Uh, so many songs have been written about, we keep singing about. Um, the second week, we answered the question of what is the good news and what what makes it good? You know, why why is it good? Um, and last week, we, we looked at the word of God, the Bible. So as you can see, uh, what you call the fundamental and the very basic um, 
teachings of of faith you know like what what is what is jesus or who is jesus rather what is the word of god um and and all that any the 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 basics going back to the basics because the word of god i remember there's a time back i don't know how many of us were here when our brother alfred was was sharing um when he did the when was on sharing here and and you know alfred just brought it back so simple and said you know the message of christ was so simple it was in three parts that god loved you know, us so much that he gave his son, his son died for us, you know, he resurrected and now he's seated at the right hand of the father. And that is just the entirety of the gospel of Christ. There is nothing more to that. It is just that simple, you know, and, and it is very true that the word of God uh, and, and the whole uh, idea of God, you know, it is very simple, just that so last week we looked at the word of God and what effect it has on us as we work out our work with God. We got to understand that Jesus is applied to our lives through the process of meditating on the word of God. You know, we don't, we, we got to understand that we will not please God by keeping up with certain standards and moral codes. Um, but the only way, the, we, we, we said this, that the only Previously, when, when the Old Testament, or not the Old Testament, but the Old Covenant of the law was at play, the way that we were to please to try and, and, and underline try and put it in bold, uh, the way we were to try and please God was by keeping up with the law. But we saw last week, which we re I really don't want to go back into because of time, we saw last week that uh, the law was not given to justify anyone before the Lord. It was given, in fact, there's a scripture in the book of Romans chapter 5, I believe it's verse 20, that says that the law was given so that sin might increase. You know, it was given so that uh, sin might increase, but then it says, but where sin increased, grace of, the grace of God abounded all the more, you know. So it was to bring us to that place of realizing that we are broken and that we need God, you know. And, and once we come, and man, Romans chapter 7, I love, I love Romans chapter 7, you know. And once we come to that place where Paul now was, was writing and saying, the things I have decided to not do are the things that I keep doing. And the things I have decided I want to do are the things I keep failing at. And then he bring, comes to this conclusion and says, oh, wretched man, who shall save me? And then he answers that question by saying, but thank God for his son, Jesus Christ, you know? So it's to say that the law will bring you to this place of realizing that you are very in need. And, and then when you get to that place, Jesus will come and say hi. Let me introduce myself to you. My name is Jesus Christ. I, I, I believe I can help you with your predicament. And now the only requirement that is on us as followers of Jesus is to have our attention focused on Jesus, is to have all our affection pointed towards Jesus. You know, and we, we read from second, we, okay, we read a few scriptures, um, but the one, the one that is coming to my mind right now is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we said that as we look to Jesus, uh, that scripture says that, you know, uh, beholding God as uh, beholding uh, yeah, the glory of God as in a mirror, we become transformed more and more uh, into the image of the Son of God. So as we look to Jesus, we become more and more like Jesus. So the question then was, how do I, how do I become more like Jesus by looking to Jesus? You know, it's not by keeping up with certain laws and certain um, uh, moral codes and 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 you know, vilewana samanga vilewa Christo That is not how we become more more like Jesus, but we become more like Jesus by well becoming more like Jesus by looking to Jesus. You know, that is the only requirement that God has on you today. It is to look to Jesus. And one of the scriptures that puts the fear of God in me. It's Galatians chapter 2, I believe it's verse 21, the last verse of Galatians chapter 2, and it says, if people could be justified, uh, if justification was to come by the law, then Jesus Christ died for no reason. 
that scripture puts the fear of the Lord in me that every time I find myself believing that as a result of my good behaviors, God is pleased. Every time I find my heart believing that, then I am nullifying the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Whew. Man. So today, uh, so that's just a summary of what, what went down last week. Um, let me just check my notes to see if there's something I've left out. Uh, oh yeah, there's this statement we said last week that, um, you know, uh, that as we, yeah, we said as we focus our affection of, on Jesus, we become more and more like Jesus, um, that our heart posture and our heart attitudes get, uh, they get to become more like the heart posture and the attitudes that Jesus had or still has, you know, and we said that whoever has control over our hearts, this was the statement I wanted to read, that whoever has control over our hearts is the one who eventually controls our behavior and habits, you know, so whoever it is that is or whatever, whoever or whatever is the most predominant person or thing in your heart, that person is the one who will eventually inform your behaviors because your behaviors are a fruit of what is predominant in your heart. So if, for example, you believe, I've seen this, I've seen this um, WhatsApp statuses, WhatsApp status ni pulespoa sana ya ku, ya ku come face to face na ile, na ile foolishness na kwa dunia. Unazua, um, and I've seen, I've seen, you know, statements like, let me make money first and then I'll make friends later. So if it is, for example, that um, need to, uh, what we call kuomoka, if, 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 if it is your need to do well in, in, in uh, financially, that is the most <clears throat> predominant thing in your heart, then you'll find that your behaviors will align in that, yes, you will not see the need of making friends right now. So you'll actually prioritize making business deals and getting that promotion and all those things. And then at the expense of, things that are actually more worthwhile and more beautiful than what money could ever give you. You know, so as you can see, as an, just as a typical example, if, if that's what is predominant in your heart, then your behaviors will follow suit. Um, then Jesus says this about false prophets. He says, you shall know them by their fruits. And he's actually referring to behavior. You understand? He's referring to, to the lifestyle that you can see this man of God living by. And he says, if you really want to know this man of God is walking with me or with walking with the Lord, just observe how they live their lives. Are you seeing how amazing that is? Like Jesus is pointing back to behavior as the method or the metric to, to telling if someone is truly walking with the Lord. He's saying, watch their behavior. But at the same time, he's telling us, um, the, for me, Jesus is like, or rather what the word of God points to is that for Jesus, he doesn't really check your behavior as a means of justification. He checks your heart. And if you can come to this place of having your heart fully, um, you know, oriented towards the person of Jesus, your behaviors will eventually follow suit because Jesus becomes the person who is uh, most, uh, rather let me just say predominant in your heart. So, so yeah, so that was last week's um, sharing. And today <clears throat> we are going to learn about another very uh, fundamental basic teaching or ingredient to our faith, which is the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> this is one of those um, topics that has brought the most controversy <laughs> in the church, you know, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's important, man, it's important. Uh, Holy Spirit, I'm to a little prosperity, I'm a little but uh, we're going to do this in two parts. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll only start from the root. We are going to define the Holy Spirit. You know, who or what is he or what is it? Um, <laughs> uh, and then we will talk about now his function. 
um, you know, in our lives and how it is. Um, <clears throat> let, me, let me say this, <clears throat> just as a, as a principle you ought to apply in your life, especially in your work with God. <clears throat> always question relevance. All right. So always question relevance. Whatever it is that you're learning, especially from the word of God, always question, always ask yourself that question of how is this relevant to my day-to-day -day life? Because you will not worship a God that you don't think is relevant or that you don't see is relevant. You really will not. Um, that's how people end up pursuing money and forgetting God. Because in that season of their lives or in that moment, it usually feels like money is a more relevant thing to pursue as compared to God. And so if, if you're in this bubble where everything you know about God is theoretical, you, you, you run a very high risk of walking away from God. Uh, but if you can always, again, the knowledge that you're gaining leads to experiences with God, you will see God as a very relevant person in your life. So we will be looking at the definition of the Holy Spirit and how it is that he is a relevant or, or what relevance he brings. How can we, so today we learn about the Holy Spirit. After this call, how can I practice what, what it is that God is teaching us um, tonight? And I said we, we shall do that in two parts. The first part will be this week. There's a chance that we might go three weeks, but um, as of now, I just feel like we, we can cover it in two weeks, in two sessions. So this week, um, next week. This week we are going to cover, um, we are going to define the Holy Spirit in the context of the voice of God. And then next week we shall look at the Holy Spirit in the context of the power that is in the name of Jesus. So today as we are looking at the Holy Spirit, we shall look to define uh, the Holy Spirit and his relevance in our lives um, as per the voice of God. You know, I desire to hear from God. Um, and, and what does that mean? You know, okay, so what is this voice of God? Um, and, and when you say God was, um, especially when you go to this uh, spiritual um, circles, and I'm not mocking them in any way, I am a proud member of those spiritual circles. You know, I was talking to God and he was telling me. So so what does that mean practically? What do you mean God was, was, was telling you? As in, what, 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 what do you mean? At God, I remember this. My mom said, I go look for a job, and I told him, uh, I told her that Mungu uh, Ameniambia Nifanya Ministry. And she looks at me and she asks me, You know, and I had a very difficult time answering that question. And I'm like, um, the answer to that question is a whole sermon. I mean, I get what you're asking, but I, I don't have like a short, quick answer to it. <laughs> so um <clears throat> just came to my mind. Um so, so today we shall just look at the voice, uh, at what we mean when we say that the Lord was speaking to me and, and what that looks like practically. Um, well, we might not answer what that looks like practically, but anyway, but eventually by the time we are finished, we are done talking about the Holy Spirit, we will answer that question. Um, so we shall start again, I said, with the very basics of defining the Holy Spirit and then finish off by talking about uh, the role and the relevance or the relevance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, the kingdom of God is not just about heaven. Um, the kingdom of God is, and I want you to get this, the kingdom of God is both a place and a way of life. You know, um, a lot of times uh, we, 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 whenever, uh, like, for example, when you talk to a lot of um, <clears throat> of, of Christians and, and the Christian circles, you we tend to believe, and I, 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 you know, I believe most of us have gone through that season where we got saved so that we go to heaven. <clears throat> you know, uh, we got saved so that we escape hell. 
and and we you know so when the moment we got saved we felt like it was it was security and then now we will bring in this this idea of hey make sure you live your life in a way that you do not get disqualified and that's the gospel of fear where people tell you uh, live in this way otherwise you will be disqualified from going to from going to heaven you know and so we live our lives our entire lives uh, by these um, rules and and sharia and boundaries and whatnot just to ensure that we are still um uh, uh, you know uh, in the in the in the in the path to getting to heaven and i have seen so many scriptures getting misquoted misquoted if that's a word in that respect there's one um live in a way that is worthy of live in a manner that is worthy of your calling uh work out your salvation in fear and trembling you know and and i've seen sermons whole sermons being done to just drive that point that you see even the bible says and this other other uh anyway um but you know so we we, we tend to believe that the sole purpose of salvation was to get to heaven, but that is not true because if it was, then you and I right now would not be here. You know, um, the kingdom of God is not just about heaven. It is both a place and a way of life. Jesus will come for a second time to take the church with him. This is one thing that I've recently very excited about. You know, we will depart from from what we know now as reality and we shall be taken to heaven now heaven the place and we will get to stand face to face with god and it will be a glorious it will I, as a, you know like i am I, I think the more the more you walk with god the more your heart becomes excited about this day when 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 we when those trumpets shall be blown and 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 whenever that statement is said it is not usually accompanied by excitement in akwanga let me tell you one day the trumpets will be blown brother sister you know but it is an exciting thing you can imagine if your heart is completely sold out to jesus and then he's telling you one day one day and you're like it should, it should, it should hurry uh, jesus should should hurry up to to come back there's a belief I was saying the whole point of getting saved is to go to heaven we will eventually go to heaven when jesus comes and that's not that that that's um no one is arguing with that you know um but between now and then we are still here that's the thing we need to take note of between that day when jesus will come for the second time for the church and today we are still here um you know and 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 even though we are saved we confess to the lordship of jesus and the forgiveness of sin um that he made possible for us when he died um, on the cross which is to say that god still has a need um for you and i but not a need for you and i in heaven but for you and i there's a need for us there's there's a thing there's something that god still wants us to do for the kingdom of god here on earth and that's why we are still here that's why we are we are not yet in heaven the thing about the cross of jesus was that it gave us an entry to heaven but it did way more than that hallelujah it did way more than that the cross of jesus gave us access to god and his kingdom which, as I said earlier, is not just a place, but it is a way of life. Um, I'm going to read a bunch of scripture today, uh, which is always good. But um, yeah, so the first one I want us to I want to draw attention to. I'm just going to read it. Um, it's Ephesians chapter two, verse six, and then going forward, this is in I think Nita share screen yangu. Um, it says, God. Ephesians chapter two, verse six says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. I want you to note the language that is being used there. 
And God raised us up with Christ and seated us, not that he will seat us, but seated, but, you know, and seated us. We are already there with him in the heavenly realms. The thing that we need to note here is that this scripture is written in past tense. It is to say that we, as currently as we speak, we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. So we already are in heaven so as to speak. Manipata, we are already in heaven. I'm going to demystify that just a bit. Um, the second scripture that I want us to see, which now I'll, I'll share my screen. I don't know if I've bookmarked it. Uh, no. Okay. So let me just share my screen. I love to take a footer to take a footer per moja. Um this should be chapter 17. Share my screen. All right. So John chapter 17, verse 14. All right. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. This is what Anazitaji. So, sorry, I thought I had pulled this up, but uh, it seems I have not. So, just <clears throat> bear with me. This is John chapter 17. All right. Here we go, verse 14. Um, this is the new living. All right, cool. Um, John chapter 7. Actually, I have it. Or not? No, I don't. John chapter John chapter seventeen verse fourteen. It says, "I have given." So this is the portion we are reading. Um, yeah, that's the portion we are reading. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am send, sending them into the world. And I want you to note the language that Jesus is using here. And he keeps saying, um, they are in the world, but they are not of the world. So in terms of physical placing, where we physically are currently, we are in the world. You know, but Jesus says that in terms of belonging, then we do not belong to the world, which means which points to the to the to, to a question of rooting. Like, yes, we are in the okay, let's put it this way. We could say, for example, when you look at a tree, the, the, the bigger part of that tree, you see it, you, you can see it, uh, it's above the ground. But the rooting of that tree is below the ground. It's it's what you don't see, you know, and it is the most important um component of that tree, the root aspect of the tree. So even the same, like uh, likewise for us, our rooting. Is in a different place, but our our uh, our place of dwelling physically is is here on earth. And and the point I'm trying to make with all this, and even Ephesians chapter two verse eight, is to realize that the kingdom of God is not just a place. You understand? It's not just the place that we will get, go to where um um you know the, the pavements are made of gold. And by the way, um, very mind blowing thing about that scripture is that it says that that gold is transparent. It says that the seas in heaven are also transparent. But they are not blue in color. They are, they, are, they are transparent. I was listening to a pastor called um Judah Smith, and he was saying, someone the reason why those uh gold, the gold and the and the seas are transparent is because here on earth, like when you look at gold, I don't know how many of us have gotten a chance to hold gold. I am not one of them, but when you when you're about your chance, um 
you know you can imagine the just viliokitwe in a in a shine you know it just comes with a glory of its own and even even the you know um i remember this one time when i when i i got on a, on a boat on lake victoria and and as we were going we got to a place where i could not see land when i look when i turn around like this all i'm seeing is water and you can just see the vastness of 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 that uh, body of water and the glory that it comes with but judas smith now was saying uh, he was just putting forth a suggestion that perhaps the reason this gold is transparent and the, perhaps the reason this water is transparent is to say that listen we could have glory of our own but we have met a person who deserves that attention so look at us but let us pave the way for a greater person who you need to see you know so i was like i was like kuna watu wanasomanga biblia alafu kuna watu wanasomanga biblia unazoa blew my mind and so it is both a place where we are going to get to eventually but as from these scriptures that i have shown and i've read to you guys you can see that it is speaking in the present tense jesus is saying we are in the world but we are not of it and then paul was writing and saying we are current is seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places and i want to put forward a suggestion i want to put forward a suggestion that heaven is not just a place we will eventually get to but heaven is a way of life and so and, and so when jesus when paul writes and says that we are currently in heaven he is pointing that is pointing to the fact that when we accepted jesus as as our lord and savior we were ushered into a different way of living we were ushered into a different lifestyle that yes we are still physically in the same environment but everything within us everything internal has changed our way of thinking the way we process things the way we look at things our heart postures and our heart attitudes and everything about us internally the important thing the routine the anchorage that we walk with everything within us is different and and the reason you know and and if it is different in the analogy of a tree vileomti some known are the fruits the fruits are informed by where the tree is anchored bonus if what you see above the ground is informed is a fruit of what is happening below the ground and so jesus comes dies on the cross not to inform what people are seeing above the ground but to inform what people are what people don't see that is happening beneath the ground and so he is right to say that you shall know them by their fruits bonus if you when you look at a tree and you see that it has good fruit it has a lot to say about the the anchorage of that tree and where it is rooted and so the suggestion that suggestion that i want to put forward hallelujah is that heaven is not just a place that we will get to so we can add the definition we say that heaven is a place that we will get to eventually and it is a way of living last week we 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 read um from romans chapter 12 verse 2 i love it from the new living translation it says um you know do not copy the customs and the behaviors of this world but be transformed by allowing god to change how you think bonus if you it is being brought into a different way of thinking a different way of seeing things um this is something that in a, in a, it just sets my heart on fire whenever i think about it because I was, I was sharing with my friend up uh, she's here she's called Gretel and there's a time we were talking and we were saying how um whenever people say that we know God we were saying a lot of the people we have encountered and not to not to place ourselves like on a higher pedestal or anything like that but we were saying but most of the people a lot of the people who personally have met who say they know God I don't think they understand the fullness of that statement when you say you know god 
I don't think they understand the fullness of that statement. And, and, and you know, because we would look like, anyway, like they don't fully understand the, the fullness of that statement because it comes with a lot. It comes with a different way of thinking. It comes with a different way of doing things. Like you look at Jesus, how he's saying when someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. I'm like, no, that is not how these things work. You provoked me. You, the, the natural thing for me to do is to give you an appropriate response. Um, that scripture that I read from Romans chapter 5 verse 20 says, you know, that the law was added so that transgression might increase. But where sin increased, the grace of God abounded all the more. Specifically in the good news Bible, it reads something like, the more sinful you are, the more gracious God is to you. The more sinful you are, the more gracious God is to you. There's another scripture in the book of Romans that says, um, the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. Not someone's about hell. Not, um, not someone's about hell. Not, 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 not threats about the wrath of God, but his kindness. In fact, Paul says, other versions would, would use the word tolerance. That the tolerance of God is what leads us to repentance. It is coming to this place where you keep failing this guy, but he has never rose up in anger against you. He has never rose up in wrath against you. Instead, what he does is that he sends his son who had not, had not wronged him in any way. In fact, Jesus, the Bible says, um, you know, that, uh, I was reading today from the book of John chapter 14 where, where Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say I am? And then Philip, no, he says, uh, Philip comes to Jesus and says, we want to meet the father. And Jesus is like, what do you mean? Do you not know that I am in the father and the father is in me? You know, Jesus was the perfect expression of who the father is. He, the Bible says he had no sin. You understand? Then the father's response, look at this. The father's response is what would have made sense is for us to be punished for what we keep doing wrong. But this way, he punishes a person who did nothing wrong. And that's the method, that's that's God's MO, that he shows grace where he shouldn't, where it doesn't mix, make uh, sense for him to show grace. He shows mercy where it doesn't make sense for him to show mercy. You understand? Which is to say, if you look, if you co compare the way of the world and the, compare the way of the, of the kingdom of God, they operate very differently. Who could view to us in making sense? It's just against logic in all sense. I want to show us a scripture that I think will bring this point closer home. Uh, <laughs> I read this scripture and I, I was like, oh, brother, I was like, I think Paul had gotten to a level of, of radicalism for Jesus that I don't think us guys will ever get to. Um, so this should be 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the part in blue. It says, if you have legal disputes about such matters why do you go to outside judges who are not respected by the church i am saying this to shame you isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues but instead one believer sues another right in front of unbelievers he was he was trying to address issue yeah so to paul is like that's nuts but the part that really really challenges me about this whole scripture in verse 7 look at what this guy says even to have such lawsuits in the first place, even to have such lawsuits with one another is, is a defeat for you. So Paul is like, 
Hakuna mtu mwenye kona hiyo wisdom ya kudeal na hii kitu. But hata beyond that, me the fact that hata mnazozana, to me that is the first sign of failure among you. And then look at the next question he asks, which is crazy. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? <laughs> Why not let yourselves be cheated? Okay, fine. Ame kukua nishamba. So, Nisawa, nisawa, alichukua deni yako atakulipa. Kwa hivyo. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. They, they asked for 800,000 shillings and they said they needed a top up to buy their car and then they're gonna repay you in a period of three years. It's now five years. They've not paid even a shilling. Uh-huh. So, what's the big deal with you losing 800,000 shillings? What's the big deal in your shamba kupotea? But you see, it's a big deal because where financial prosperity is concerned, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fruit of good financial practices like saving money, making wise investments. It's a lot of work. To be honest, you, I would be hurt if someone stole my prop because of the amount of work I have put in to, to come to that place, Mali. So uh, that's, that's a... Um, French for very prime land. So, um, so unapata that you know I have worked hard to get to 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 that to that place. You know I've, I've said French and I've just looked at this uh, and I know a few people here who've done French. Please forgive me. <laughs> it is it is not it is not French. It is just Kikuyu. Uh, we realize is ile group unafanyanga hizo jokes asijaenda shule kwa sababu watu wenye wako hapa wameenda shule. Um so uh eh kina samu anyua onatoma jokes. Anyway, uh the thing is Polo's not negating the amount of work that has gone into you owning that property. But you have to understand this guy was so his way of thinking he had allowed God into the deepest parts of his heart and his mind to a point where he can acknowledge land for its value and property for its value, but at the same time, allow the fact that this thing is a, is, is eventually will eventually be vanity, be the thing that is predominant in his thinking when he's addressing these things. It's not like sikatai pesa. But do you understand eventually these things will not matter? Like the system we come from, our anchor roots run from and through. We have better things, we have superior things to preoccupy our minds. We have we have seen greater things. And it's not that we, we are neglecting. Me, you are also going to be able to get money. Life is easier. Even ministry itself is easier when you have money. And that's just the truth. But Paul is like, we are not, we are not negating any of that. He's just saying, I come. I have, I have allowed God to show me that there are greater things to pursue in life other than this. And so with that mindset, he comes here and says, I understand you have been conned of land. But so what? Do you understand that in the in the in the greater scheme of things, this land won't matter? Do you understand that this money will not matter in the greater? So why would you prioritize the life and the growth of a fellow believer below land and property? And and so he's like, listen. First of all, I don't even understand why you're taking um, kingdom matters to people who are not in the kingdom. 
but the fact that you are kingdom people who have disputes among each other, that for me is already a failing. Because it speaks of where your, your hearts lie and where your priorities are at. Um, and, and, and man, whew, so this is a very good example of, of two different ways that the kingdom of God operates. In the world, they will tell you, you know, um, in, in fact, in the world, respect is accorded. Um, the more wealthy you are, the more respected you are. You know, equally. So the, in other words, the more money, the more cars, the more property, and the, the more stuff you have, the more respectable. I've seen people being given platforms of mentorship and no one knows what their character is like. The things that matter when it comes to things like mentorship. You know, they have been given, um, they have been made icons, but no one knows what their character and no one cares. As long as they have money and as long as they have influence, then let's give them that platform. And so when Jesus was saying that we are in the world, but we are not of it, when Paul is saying that we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ, I want you to understand he was referring to, um, he was referring to a, a lifestyle, a method of living that when you got saved, now things are different. You are to no longer live the way you are living formerly, but you have to understand that now you have come into a kingdom that has a, you know, the kingdom of God is culture by itself. It is a culture. I remember one time arguing with my father and he was saying he was very pissed off because my sister did not name her children according to the Kikuyu culture. And I was telling my dad, you have to decide whether you are a Kikuyu or you are a Christian because these two things are cultures. You have to decide what you are. You understand? So you have to decide whether you, you subscribe first of all to the culture of the kingdom of God or you subscribe to the culture of the Kikuyus and the Kalenjins and all these other people. So you realize that the kingdom of God in itself is a culture. There are practices here, like we get baptized. We, we get filled with the Holy Spirit. We are led of the Holy Spirit. Those are the things. In the same way that Kikuyus will go to a forest and slaughter a goat, us guys are taken and baptized. And we proclaim the word of the name of Jesus. You know, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We preach the gospel. Those are our customs and ways of life. We are kind, we are gracious, even when it is inconvenient. We love people, even when it is costly for us. That's, those are our ways. That is the culture of where we are anchored. And now, I know I said we are to talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, the person, or, or let, me, let me first of all say this, the Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit, sikitu. Holy Spirit, iliniambia. Uh, Holy Spirit, Ali Nyambia. He is a person, you know, just, just a semantic, uh, semantics, eh? correction to Kidogo. I mean, if you were to, if you were to come and say Holy Spirit, Ili Nyambia, I would not, I would not be going like, oh, who you, who you, but, but just, eh, just something you want to, to carry with you. It makes a, a, a lot, a huge difference, even when you go to, um, even when you go to, you know, into your personal devotion, when you start, when you internalize that he is a person, it, it, by the way, it changes a lot. I don't know if you guys relate with that, but it changes a lot because I, at some point, I was in that place of saying Holy Spirit, Ilinyambia. But the moment I internalize the fact that he is a person, then, um, and the scriptures to support that, there's a scripture that says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You cannot, you cannot grieve an object. You can only grieve a person, you know. Um, and so, so the Holy Spirit, first of all, is a person. The Holy Spirit, um, let me pull up a scripture real quick. Um, John chapter 14, 
verse 6, which is where Jesus now spoke of. No, not verse 6, sorry. Let me share my screen. From verse 15, excuse me. If you love, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. The world cannot receive him because it is not looking for him and does not recognize him. Just look at the, I think they were called pronouns that Jesus keeps on using, you know, uh, him, 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 he, him, he, him, because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Woo, hallelujah. Now we are in the later. Hallelujah. We are in this e-later, e-later, it is the now, it is now, you know, and later he will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you soon. The, um, okay, let's stop there. Look at this. He says, no, I will not abandon you as I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Um, the Holy Spirit is the only way that today we get to relate with God. Yeah. He is the entryway into everything God, into everything the kingdom of God. He is the when we say that we you know god was speaking to me what we what we are what you mean when you say that is that the holy spirit was saying to me when you read the word of god and something just hits you that is the that is the holy spirit speaking to you he is the only way right now that we get to access god in in the in the old testament there were times when god would come you know like for example the burning bush when he would come and speak directly to moses and to all these people and then when jesus was here jesus was the, the the if we can call him that the representation of of the full godhead to man at that time but in the dispensation that we live right in right now the holy spirit he is the person that we get to talk to god through he is the person that god is speaking to us through he is the spirit of god bonus if you and and the holy spirit let me show you um a scripture um oh man i had not planned on using this so let me try and pull this very quickly um first corinthians chapter 2 um, let me share my screen. About to finish, I'll be done hopefully in about 10 minutes. Uh, okay, so look at this from verse, from verse 8. It says, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. This is what the scriptures say. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it is to but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Now look at verse 11. It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. Just internalize that. Just, just internalize that. It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And it's so true. Just internalize that. That the one person who truly knows what you think and feel is your spirit man. And then he says, and likewise, by the same principle, no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And then look at verse 12, which is one of the best verses in the Bible. It says, and we have received... God's spirit, not in the world spirit, so not the world spirit, so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Bonus if you so that we can know the freely the um the the, the so that we can know uh, you know the things that God has freely given us. So he's saying there's no way you can know the one the a person who ultimately knows that person is that person's spirit, and so God is like, I agree. 
in the same way unachiki vile wewe ni spirit man wako anakujua the best i agree hata mimi mwenye ananijua the best ni spirit man wangu and here he is receive him you know let him come to you and then he will tell you all the things that you need to know about me he will reveal to you all the things that you need to know about me now in the context of the fact that the kingdom of god is a reality and it is a lifestyle that we we ought to live by the person who enables us to walk into that reality is this person we are calling the holy spirit bonus if you he is the one who enables us uh, to do all that we need to do um Uh, you know to to live by god i want to show you uh two other scriptures i said niliwambia lot tunasoma a bunch of scriptures so um yeah nilikuwa nadhani mtabambika naja wale watu deep wa kiambia ngo tunasoma bible wanafurahianga but but it's cool um, <laughs> um i want to show you a contract trust of two scriptures here um let me just give me a minute let me pull them up uh All right. I want, us to sh- I want to show you a contrast of two scriptures here. This is John chapter 1 and Romans chapter 8. Verse 12 it says, okay, let me start from verse 10. It says he he came into the world into the very world he created but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan but a birth that comes from God. I want you to notice the choice of words here it says become children of God. So let me exp- uh, okay let me first read the other scripture and then show you the contrast. Now look at Romans chapter 8 verse uh, let's start from verse 12 it says therefore brothers and sisters you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature what your sinful nature urges you to do for if you live by its dictates you will die but if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you will live then look at verse 14 for all who are led of the spirit of god are children of god the same phrase is used here children of god and then pia hapa kuna children of god and i want to i want to, I want to show you I just want to draw a contrast here. So John chapter 1 verse 12 is speaking of identity and it says that those who accepted Jesus, those people who have given their lives to Jesus as a result they are called children of God. This scripture speaks to identity which is what we were covering last week that no one will be justified through the the works of the law everyone will be justified by believing that Jesus Christ died for them Romans chapter 4 teaches that Abraham was um, you know Abraham believed in the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness and Paul draws that parallel and says in the same way that Abraham believed in God and it was credited to him as righteousness when we believe in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross then it is credited to us as righteousness and that is what this uh, scripture right is, is talking about you know that but to all who believed him and accepted him he gave the right to be called to become children of god so you are a child of god not because you are upright or morally uh, or you're still a virgin and you intend to stay the same till the day you get married you know that is not why you are a child of god you are a child of god because you accepted the call of jesus on your life to surrender your heart to him and to decide and to believe that your heart believes truly because i believe jesus christ died for me my sin is forgiven and on that day when he comes and blows the trumpet or whoever is to blow the trumpet i will stand face to face with him as a result as long as you believe that you're a child of god but look at romans chapter 8 verse 14 which is of more importance to us today it speaks in the context context of of life and how you lead your life it is it is speaking about 
um, sinfulness and righteousness. And it says, therefore, dear, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. Uh, other versions read the scripture as to be carnally minded is death, but to be led of the spirit of God is life and peace. <clears throat> um, for if you, if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful, look at how you overcome sinfulness, my guys. Last week, rather. It's not moral codes. It's not boundaries. It's not uprightness this is how you overcome your sin you, the, the sin you know um you, the sinful nature it says for if you live by its dictates the dictates of the sinful nature you will die but if through the power of the spirit through the power of the spirit you put to death this is how you put to death the deeds of the of the sinful nature through the power um of the spirit you will live and then look at verse 14 for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. I want to make a point here. John chapter one is saying, if you merely believe that Jesus Christ died for you, then you are a child of God. And then Paul adds to that and says, and if you are a child of God, this is how you live. So John chapter one verse 12 is speaking to identity, but Romans chapter eight verse 14 speaks about functionality. You have been called a child of God, and this is how a child of God functions. Different realities. Bonus if you different realities. That when you got into the kingdom of God, we move different. Hallelujah. That's, that's a very millennial Gen Z thing to say, Generation Z. We move different. It, but it is true. We move different. We, we, move, we function different. People of the world function through logic and common sense and all that. We function through being led of the spirit of God. Last scripture I want us to see is, um, uh, oh man, I closed it. Uh, Second Corinthians, you can go there if you are, or you can write it down as you are. Second um, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. Uh, let me share my screen as well so that we see that. Uh, this will be the last scripture I'm pulling up today. Verse 7. So let's start from verse 6. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. I will not even speak to that. I feel like we've, we've covered that quite efficiently. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Hallelujah. Again, um, this is this is this is functional this is not a statement of identity this is a statement of function paul is saying this is how you function as as a believer for we live or let, let's put it that way we function by believing and not by seeing um i think this other version of pulled up is niv it says this this other so we live by faith and not by sight bonus if you and i want to conclude by saying this Sight and faith are two, it's, it's, they're not just words. You know, Paul was not rhyming, like creating lyrics and all that. He was contrasting two different realities. Sight is the reality of common sense, where you see things for them to be. To be. If you don't see it, it is not there. You understand? It is, it is common sense. It is sight. It is hearing. It is smelling. It is tasting. It is 
touching you know the five of them it is what 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 you can see and what you can feel what is tangible and Paul is like we are no longer living in that way tukiwa watoto tulikuwa tunaambiwa use your common sense as as kutusiwa na kuambiwa you know uh, grow up but but god is like no 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 do not use your common sense do not listen to them i do not want you to use your common sense unapata as far as and i'm not saying at this you become an illogical person i'm saying as far as direction direction in life and 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 what informs your values what informs your principles what informs your behaviors paul is like do not allow common sense to do that for you allow your faith to do that for you and faith is a completely different reality which is now what we are saying the kingdom of god is it is the lifestyle of faith bonasifia it is a completely different place where jesus is saying that we are in the world but we are not of it where paul is saying we are seated in the heavenly places with christ some of these things if you were to go and say them in a congregation of logical people you'd pass off as a very foolish human being when you're saying you're in heaven watakuangalia kama kama a very foolish person you know but it is true that is what we believe that is what we are walking by and the holy spirit is the person now who comes and brings all these things to us in context bonus fear and so he comes the bible jesus said in ayonyo tumasoma john chapter 14 it says and when he comes he will remind you of everything that i taught you the holy spirit reemphasizes what jesus already has done for us when you are having fellowship when you are having your personal devotion with 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 the lord the holy spirit does not carry he doesn't carry a message of his own he carries the message of the cross the bible says in the book of first corinthians i believe it's chapter this should be chapter 3 it says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but it is the power of god for us who are being saved that is the thing that is the message that the holy spirit will always, will always remind you of practically you will never go into the into 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 your prayer closet and confess to sin and the holy spirit agrees with you or confess to a to a weakness or to a shortcoming and the holy spirit agrees with you eh maze god unajua eh maze i'm struggling so much with um with uh, like what i'm trying to find a Uh, a scene that is not too provocative <laughs> you know but but yeah let's say uh holy spirit i am struggling with sleeping around and then you hear the voice of god eh hey, yeah, bro tunazoyana vibaya tu aya hiyo ni kweli kumbe hata unajua maze hiyo ni yani tunazo hata wewe maze kuna vile unajua patience yangu pia inakonga limited in a way na naona unanijaribu naona unanijaribu nani na utaniendelea unajonga vile those threats endelea kunitafuta utanipata hizo <laughs> threats unajua endelea tu kunitafuta naona unanitafuta na utanipata na utafurahi unajua he, he will never you know you'll never go into the presence of god and come out condemned you know but what happens in the presence of god when we go and confess and that's what i'm telling and that's let me first say the statement when we go into the presence of god and confess to our weaknesses and to our sinfulness what we get in return is grace the prodigal son where we come with this whole explanation of how we did and the father doesn't care he's he's organizing a, a party he's just happy that you're back you know what what romans chapter 5 verse 20 says that where sin abounds the grace of god abounds all the more you become uplifted you know you become uplifted you become encouraged that you're not doing too bad you're not uko pabaya nani jikaze tuko salama tuendelee unajua i will give you grace to overcome that which that 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 you need to overcome you know he will never agree to that weakness that you are conf- because you have to understand that's not how god sees you 
God sees you in light of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross, which the Bible says, you know, that now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Anytime we get into devotion with God, that is what we will be convicted of, our righteousness. Because you have to understand, the more you think, this is why you need to meditate on the word of God, because the more you think about sinfulness, it beats the point. The more you think about sinfulness, the more sinful you're going to become. Because that is what you're meditating on. And the Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about how wretched you are? Are you thinking about how broken you are? How messed up you are? How you have tried all these things and you keep failing? Or are you thinking about how, yes, I am weak, but thank God I serve, I serve a God who is strong. That in my weaknesses, his grace will always be sufficient. What are you meditating on? And if it is the word of God, then you will find yourself med automatically meditating on the grace that is there to uplift you every single time you're going down. And the more you meditate on that, the more these struggles become a past tense. Bonus if you, the Bible says, Roman, uh, not Romans, but Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, it says, God has perfected those he's making holy. And then there's another version, another scripture that says, be holy just as the father is holy. Listen, perfection is not an impossibility as much as we've been made to believe that no one is perfect. We've been made to believe that, but, but, but the word of God is saying, is saying different. You know, it says, be holy, just as the Father is holy. <laughs> the, standard of, the standard that we measure your holiness against is God which is liberating because when people say that you're behaving as if you're holier than me, I'm like, maybe it's true. I don't know because I don't measure my holiness against your holiness. I measure my holiness against God's holiness. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm holier than you. It's not something I think about. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, he's the one who enables us to do all these things. Practically now, um, just allow me like three more minutes to just so that I can bring this home. Practically now, God will speak to you primarily through his word. As you read the word of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you, as you read the word of God, you know, scripture will come alive. It will stop just being a book and, and, and letters that have been written there and it will come alive. You know, there are so many times when I remember like, 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 uh, hey, I was about to, hey, about but not like the times when I would be struggling with something and then I will read a scripture that I would be struggling with something like, let's say pride. And then I read a scripture about the yeast that, that, you know, builds up, they are not related, but God will come and speak to me through that scripture. The Holy Spirit will make that scripture come alive, you know, and through him, I would be able to understand that this is what God is saying. I was raised by a single parent, uh, you know, and, and I, I grew up resenting my father. So my father left when I was, I think, in class two and came back when I was in form one. So I'll go talk it after, after, after Nimefika Alliance School, you know, and, and um, well, long story, but I remember this one time. So when he first came, I was not saved. I, I you know, he came and said, Nimeokoka, Mungu amenisaidia kuona makosa nilifanya and I want to make amends. And I remember looking at him and saying, you know, be a man, maze. Usila umugo, usilete mungu kwa makosa zako. Waja wacha kusema mungu nini nini. And then I got saved, uh, <laughs> got saved two years later. I was like, you know what he was saying makes so much sense, eh? 
you know like what he was saying was he was not lying it was it makes so much sense and i remember this one time uh as i'm reading the bible and and i come across first john chapter 4 verse 20 that says you cannot claim to love god who you have not seen yet you hit your brother and sister who you have seen and i immediately knew that god was talking about my father you know and that is what started my healing process you know that is what that is what provoked me into healing into coming to a place now i can where i have now fully forgiven the man in fact now we are very good friends you know and 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 that is what the holy spirit does you know he brings scripture alive he makes he is the one who makes the bible relevant going back to the question of relevance he is the one who makes the word of god relevant he is the one who shows you how your how your financial predicament is addressed by god he's the one who shows you how your singlehood and your desire to get into into relationships he is the one who shows you that in fact god has spoken about it in his word god has a message for you about that in his word he is the one who shows you that the holy spirit will also speak to you through through convictions you know um what we call impressions of the heart ile ile unasikianga kitu iliniambia unajua but 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 the more okay wacha kwanza niache hapo you know impressions of the heart the holy spirit will speak to you through people when as if the holy spirit will speak to you through people you'll watch as someone by by steven fatik by bill johnson by uh, michael todd and it will just blow you you know he'll speak to you through people he will speak to you through dreams and through visions these things are not weird they are true when as if they are weird for the people of the world but they are they are reality and tangible things that we live by day in day out as people of the kingdom of god when as if he will speak to you through all these things when as if here's the last thing i'll say hearing god is a thing of practice you get better at it the more you do it when as if hearing god is a thing of practice you get you will get better at it the more you the more you the more you do it hence why psalms chapter 1 those who meditate on the word of god blessed are they who do not walk in the counsel of the wicked but meditate on the word of god day and night the uh, okay let me let me add to that just another thought came to mind let me add to that it will um the more you practice listening to god the better you become at it and secondly the more you obey what you heard the lord saying to you the better you will become at hearing god oh obedience is such an ingredient to that you can hear the lord all your life but if you're not obeying what you are being told to do that voice will become more and more distant to you and it's not because god is going silent i don't know if i have time to tell you this you know it's not because god is going silent but it is because of what you're culturing your heart when you when god says go preach to charles and you go preach to charles as you're going to preach to charles kutakuwa na a very huge contention in your in your heart like bro you you are an introvert why are you trying to do things that extroverted people should be doing unajua hey wait relax cheza line yako nani relax relax you know but you know you've had god to go preach to charles so in that moment if you decide to go and preach to charles what you're telling your heart is listen i know you speak but i'm choosing to listen to a different person and with time your heart and your thoughts get to understand their place in your life and god becomes the most glorified altar in your life but in the same way when the holy spirit speaks to you and you do not obey you are basically 
telling your heart that every time you speak to me, uh, Emma, let me put it this way. The more the, the, you're basically telling your flesh, the day you speak to me, I will listen. And so you culture yourself in that way. The voice of your flesh becomes louder than the voice of God over time. Unapata, it will not be. That's why unapatanga, easy vitu zinafuatananga. Ukiachanga kufanya devotion, like say, it's a very subconscious thing where you journaled today and then the next time you're going to journal is, is two, weeks, two weeks from now. And then two weeks from now, when you look at the last date you journaled, unashtukanga, you're like, hai, hai kuwajana? It must have been, you know, but you realize the more you get busy with life, you just have to be intentional with spending time with God. And so the more you walk away, the more you do not devote and the more you do not read the word of God and pray, the more you'll find yourself, uh, you've uh, exposed yourself to your own strategies and your own methods and your own instruments. And you realize with time, unakujanga it's not because God went silent. It's because of what you're teaching your heart. The reality you are culturing by. So one, uh, the more you listen, listening to God comes as a fruit of practice. You get better at it the more you do it. And number two, you have to obey. You just have to obey. Uh, if you don't, you will lose that skill. So listening to God is actually a skill and you perfect it the more you utilize it. Uh, and so that is the first teaching that we will do on the Holy Spirit. Next week, we shall look at um, where does the, uh, when we, for example, when, when we pray for people for them to get healed, um, uh, Holy Spirit anakuanga wapi hapo, you know, uh, what's his role in, in, for example, such things. So next week we shall look at the Holy Spirit in the context of the power that is there in the name of Jesus. So let me pray. Um, I don't know if Shuri is still here. Um, him and the sister are not feeling well. So we are just going to commit them right now in prayer um, and believe for their healing. So first of all, Jesus, we are grateful for your word. We are grateful for everything God that we have learned today. Ooh, Lord, may just may we just be our attention eventually, God, may it return to you, Lord. Um, may we be people, God, who can hear your word and practice it, Jesus. May we be people who really, really know you, Lord. Thank you so much for your word, Lord. And, and um, we want to pray, God, for Kate, um, who is Shuri's sister, and we want to pray for Shuri. Um, God, they're not feeling well. And in your word, you said, God, that by the stripes of, of, of Jesus, we are healed. So, Father, we just want to ask that through um, your supernatural power, God, that you may cause healing on them. And, Father, the members of their bodies that are not working as they should, Lord, we just call them back to proper functioning in the name of Jesus, um, all to the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Back to you, bro brother Charles. All right, so thank you so much, Jenga, for that teaching. You can see we have quite some uh, comments on the chat section, and uh, that, uh, that shows the engagement that uh, we all had uh, while listening to the word of God. I pray that this word... Uh, gets to solidify in us 
Uh, something profound I got is that uh, uh, where Jenga talked about uh, actually the tree, it's not actually more about what we see on the outside, but what we can see. So the same thing with us, even in what we are accepting uh, our lives to be cultured into. Yes. Uh, ask yourself, uh, is it what we see or it's what you're founded in? And the best thing I would also, also uh, like a friend, a brother, and a believer is to request and to continue urging us. Let's be 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 founded on on that strong belief in Jesus Christ, and to always remember of the great uh, uh, redemption that we got through that work of the cross, hey, and everything around it. And so, just be rooted deeply 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 seek seek them all yes uh major takeaways again uh, the uh, learn the art of listening and also as you listen obey as you listen obey so thank you so much jenga and also for all of us for joining uh yes so yeah 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 i am sorry uh just to ask two people to give feedback if you 